Oh shit. Oh shit. Did you miss me? Did you think I was gone forever? It's been 16 days. D- Daddy just Daddy just had to run to the to the gas station to get some cigarettes. I'm back. It's probably very triggering for someone. Welcome to episode 30 live from apartment 420. What the fuck is that, man? What the fuck is that, man? Donald Trump was the president of the United States. Goddamn Twitter is is more important now than it's it's more it's more validating than than most news sources. And Joey Capuana lives in apartment 420. Are we living in a simulation or what, dog? Or what? Try and tell me otherwise. I want to apologize. This is the third week in a row that the episode has been late, and I'm sorry. I just, I'll use the excuse of moving. Moving sucks cock. It's harder than joining the CIA. I've made that joke too many times on the podcast now. But it really is, man. It really is hard. You know, I, I got to give a big shout out to my dad. He really did help me with the move, um, help me move my stuff in, help me talk to the leasing agents and find an apartment and uh, make sure I wasn't getting screwed because dude these guys will for sure if you if you don't know what you're doing and I am somebody that self admits I have no idea what I'm doing I'm late to the party I'm always 3 years behind in development so basically the way I see it I'm about to turn 21 okay I, I, I'm about to turn 24 in reality, but I'm about to turn 21 mentally because I don't know how to do anything. And that when it comes to an apartment, dude, I'm paying about – and I don't, I, don't, I don't give a fuck who knows how much I'm paying for an apartment. I'm, I'm paying about nine ninety a month right now to live in a studio the size of uh, my last bedroom in my, in my last apartment. But, you know, this one's in Phoenix. It's not in shithole fucking Pennsylvania. Um, so I'm paying nine ninety a month. When I got in there, I told them I wanted a studio. They tried to get me for eleven hundred, and eventually we talked them down to nine ninety. It sh- it just goes to prove to you, you should always have someone with you when you're going to spend a lot of money that knows what they're doing. Don't don't go out there and just for the first time buy a car by yourself or buy an apartment by yourself. You're going to get fucked. Okay, I probably shouldn't have been paying. 650 for my last apartment. It was in the goddamn hood. And when I got in there, there was duct tape holding shit up. Have someone that's done it before go with you, okay? Um, that being said, doing anything with my dad, hilar- I'll call it hilariously frustrating. Um, because we just get into, we just bicker the whole time. Okay, the whole week, he's getting on me going, you haven't heard back from them. What's going on? You need to move in there on the 15th. I'm like, dude, I want to get out of your house as bad as you want me out of your house, okay? We we love each other to death. It's the whole thing I talked about on the last podcast. Both of us would literally take a bullet, uh, a deadly bullet for each other, okay? We do not like living <laughs> with each other. We don't like it at all, okay? So we're like, we got to figure this out. We got to make sure that you are in your apartment by the 15th. I'm like, yeah, we, we really do. I, I swear to you, the lady promised me. She guaranteed me I'm going to be in on the 15th. I'm signing the lease a few days early. 
Um, they've already approved my background check. They've already approved my credit and everything. And my dad's like, well, you haven't heard from him. It's a bad sign. It's a bad sign. I'm like, hey, you know what, dude? Just, 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 just fuck off a little bit. Let me handle this. We get into the leasing office for me to sign the lease that day. The lady that was handling my file, my file for apartment 420, Joey Gabuana, quit that week. She fucking quit that week. Okay, so the leasing agent that's there now is explaining to that, that to us. And my dad turns to me. My dad turns to me like... He looked at me like Spongebob when he found out Squidward likes Krabby Patties. Like, just this... Half of his face went to his forehead, and just this shit-eating grin went out to his earlobes. And he, he was... He was giddy. Okay, that's the word I would use to describe it. I've never used that word in a real conversation. The man was giddy to be that right because he couldn't have been more right. It doesn't get more right than that. He's like, You're not follow- they're not following up. There's got to be something wrong. And the lady fucking quit. And I, dude, all of the air just left my fucking body when this is... Because now we're taking the 45-minute commute back to Mesa, and he's just going to be like, this is what, you know, this is what I'm trying to show you. This is what I'm trying to, and there's nothing worse than that, than being 20, 23, and your dad is is going, this is what I'm trying to, this is what I'm trying to explain, and you just got to sit there like an absolute dunce and go, I I just thought, god damn it, dude, (laughs) like I'm just trying to, just trying to prove to these people that I can do anything on my own and and it's not it's not working um uh, of course apartment 420 when i get when i sign the lease two days before moving is not ready which very sketchy i'm like what the fuck does that mean how how is any apartment ever not ready on the 13th when you're moving in on the 15th you know what i mean um I don't know. I'm in here now. It looks clean. It looks clean. There could be... This could be an AIDS carpet. There could be AIDS jizz on every square inch of this place, and I would have no idea. Um, but it looks clean. You know, I got... We were all joking in my family, like, what's, what's going to be wrong when we get in there, right? So... My move-in is on the 15th. The latest they can do is 4, is 4 p.m. Hey, what, what, what are we talking about here? 4 p.m.? You're, so you're telling me you're getting the apartment ready on move-in date after I've signed the lease. Thanks. Sick. I, maybe, I, maybe I'm the asshole here and I don't understand that. I, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm, I'm giving you way more money than this place is worth. Have the fucking shit ready on the 8th, dog. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I got the background check on the 1st. So have it ready a week later. Have it spotless on the 15th. Because this is... I'm starting to get why people are such dicks to service workers at, at certain jobs. You'll never... You'll never get me at a chain restaurant or anything like that. But I guess I get it now. I'm starting to sort of get it at apartment complexes or expensive places. You know, still the hotel fits right into that. That The hotel I was working at last was basically a McDonald's that you live at. Okay, you don't get to complain if you're not spending any money. To me, look, dude, for a studio, $1,000, that's a lot of fucking money, okay? 
Have this shit ready. I don't know. Maybe I'm the asshole there. But um, like I was saying, they couldn't get it ready until 4 p.m., which pissed me off because I work until 11 p.m. So I'm like, okay, I'm not waiting till Saturday to move in. I'm not fucking doing that. You guys have already made me wait an extra two weeks after my background check that I was approved for. I'm moving in on moving date. So I tell my brother, I'm like, hey, dude, I'll give you $20, set up the apartment, you know, set up the bed. Make sure everything's all good to go. Give him the $20. Nothing's set up here. He forgot my pillows and sheets and my work clothes. So now I'm here. Um, <laughs> I get back here from my from my half-hour walk home from work. I have, I have nothing to sleep on, and I have no clothes here. So I, I just lie staring at the ceiling the whole first night. What I forgot to mention is what the, when they got in here, my dad goes, it smells like the guy that was cleaning it up was smoking a cigarette the entire time he does it. I'm, I'm literally, I'm at work trying to, trying to pretend that I give a fuck about somebody that's having problems with the printer. And my dad's going, yeah, man, we couldn't even stand in there for 30 minutes. It just reeks of cigarettes. I'm going, God fucking damn it. I'm going to snap out. You can't snap out at work. You need this job. They, you know, they don't even, they freak out over weed. Maybe they, maybe somebody smoked a cigarette in there right before they left. Maybe they're just totally bullshitting and they have no idea what they're talking about, right? So they go, we're going to, we looked it up on the internet. We're going to try and put some baking soda and vinegar out of the apartment. Uh, we'll see if that works. And I'm going, I'm going, I've never heard of that in my entire, why, why would that work? I've never heard of that in my entire life. You know what I mean? But all right, thank you for making the effort. Thank you. Get back here. Nothing is set up. Nothing is is here. And the place doesn't smell like cigarettes. I'm like, there's no way that setting up a few bowls of vinegar and baking powder just eliminated this place from smelling like New Jersey. You know what I mean? There's no way that it was that bad. You didn't have to almost make me have an aneurysm at work. Um, over the smell of one person having a cigarette. Uh, so they, they, there's, I'm looking at them right now. There's a bunch of Arm and Hammer open, like boxes open all over the place, right? Uh, what I didn't notice at first was that the bowls of vinegar they they had the, the vinegar and were paper. So I'm walking around the apartment and I'm stepping on wet spots. I'm going, fuck, God, there's a leak in here. God damn it! I should have known this was gonna happen. I should have saved more money and waited until I could get a better place. And I'm looking through, I'm trying to open drawers, I'm looking through the cabinets going, where the fuck is this coming from? And I get some on my hand, I'm like, what? Wait a minute, why Why is it sticky? I don't, what, what is happening here? I go and I smell it. I, you know, I haven't smelled vinegar in, I don't even know how long. I'm not a, I'm not a guy who handles vinegar a lot, okay? So I smell the vinegar on my hand. I go, oh my God, there's some sort of gas leak in here. There's some, what do I do? What, what the fuck? The leasing, the leasing office is closed. There's nothing I can do right now besides try and mop up whatever liquid is coming out of my stove and dishwasher right now. I look up at the bowl. I go, oh my God, God fucking damn it. God fucking damn it. These guys put vinegar in a bowl and it's leaking all over the apartment. So I just went to bed with no sheets, pillows, or blankets smelling like vinegar. Um, 
you know, of course, that's how the first night is going to go here in apartment 420. It seems like it seems like a decent place here. Um, I'm happy so far. I'm really loving Arizona, dude. It's it's so much different. Um, you know, I got back the other day. Or I, I, excuse me, I woke up the other day to the sound of rain hitting my window and stomping. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. The whole thing was a dream. It was all a dream. I'm back in PA. Because, I mean, that's exactly what it was every day, just rain and stomping. And then I go, oh, yeah, I'm just poor. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I forgot I'm just poor. <laughs> so, so, so constantly hearing stomping is just going to be a part of my life. I don't know how I somehow brought the rain with me. Everybody keeps going, yeah, it rains three times a year. It's rained one-third of the days I've been here so far. So I don't, I don't know what the hell is up with that. It's cloudy right now as I'm recording this. I hope that that doesn't last. Um, I'm going to drink 10 Miller Lights and just, and just start telling people about the podcast until they inevitably kick me out of this place. I'm trying, I'm trying as hard as I can. I have a new job right now. It is very different. It is very different. Try to, try to imagine from what you've heard me describe at the last place I worked. This is the direct opposite, okay? People at that hotel were paying $60 a night. These people are paying $3,500 a month to, to live at. The, I work in an apartment complex. I'll leave it at that. It's in Phoenix. I'm not going to – I'm not going to – this one – this one, I'm not going to put that out there, okay? I'm not, I'm gonna, not going to let one of you assholes uh, discover it and send it to them. Apparently, I got real drunk and told my dad about, my, about the podcast, and apparently he already knew. So, some jerk off, he, he refused to tell me who it was. Somebody sent him the first episode, okay? People are terrible. Nobody sent that to him to go... Oh, yeah, dude, you'll think this is hilarious. Somebody sent that to him because they don't like me, okay? That means there's somebody out there that is very willing to send it to my place of employment and get me fired. They probably sent it to the last one where they're like, dude, we don't care. This is basically a home for people to, to, do, to go home after their construction job and do heroin. We don't care that he has a podcast. This place that I work at now would for sure care. Okay, I, I and the entire week I've been I've been doing that thing that I do where I start off not saying much to a person, but then I get way too comfortable with them, and we start talking about like pot and and like you know what we like to drink and and uh, and you know making political jokes and stuff. I need to work on that. I need to stop doing that. It gets me in trouble so fucking often that it's like, why is it worth it? Why is it in the the answer is it's not worth it. <laughs> you have a disease that causes you to constantly need to talk to the point where you do a podcast with nobody else and you go for 45 minutes of just yelling. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a crazy person. But I I really I get to this point where I recognize it. I'm like, dude, you are talking too much right now. You are being too loud right now. You are making aggressive points to a person you've known for less than two weeks. You cannot do that, okay? So 
What I'm trying to do is not tell them about the podcast. I will make that mistake by week four. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Me talking to a hot chick, and all of them are hot. That's, hey, let's talk about that. All of the women in Arizona are goddamn beautiful. Do you know what the women in Pennsylvania look like? Cheese. The women in Pennsylvania look like a block of cheese. No, not even a block of cheese. They look like a piece of cheese that was ripped off and dropped on the floor. The girls out here are so dumb. They, I, mean, they, I mean, they're so hot that they don't even have to know how to carry on a conversation. It's incredible. I had a girl tell me that she didn't believe me that the printing process that we had printed, that we had literally pasted next to the printer was going to work yesterday. And I was like, no, I swear to God, I have the instructions from. They're actually the same instructions right there on that piece of paper on the wall. I just wanted to verify with my manager. I actually have them right here if you'd like to read through them. And this chick's going, I just, it just doesn't seem like it's going to work for me. Like, it doesn't seem like it's going to work with my phone. And she's an eight and a half, so no one's ever been like, God damn it, bitch, just print the goddamn picture. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's never once been told in her life that she's a dumbass because she's that hot. That's how beautiful the women are here in Arizona. And it's just, the only thing is, is like, I would, I can't tell if I'd rather have a conversation with a girl from Pittsburgh, though, because, yeah, they look like cheese. But also, and, and listen, listen, there's a few ladies that listen to this. Nah, you got, you're goddamn beautiful, all right? All right, you're, you're goddamn beautiful. Ladies, please don't think that the, the cheese comment was about you. But um, honestly, it's probably easy jobs in real lives. I mean, this apartment complex I work at is absolutely ridiculous. I, I am a concierge there. So basically, the concierge is the only position that is not allowed to go to the bar. Uh, there's a bar 20 feet from the front desk, which makes it socially acceptable for me to stand there and watch people get drunk. It's a new sport that I've invented that I think would be so awesome, okay? Imagine horse racing, but with prop bets. And instead of horses, it's drunk people. And instead of a race, it's, it's, like, it's like, okay, I'm betting on Jim in the disgusting plaid shirt over there. To, to be the first one to uh, non-violently assault a woman. And I would have got it right the other day. I guessed that that was going to happen. And this man put his arm around a woman and kissed her on the forehead. Did anyone say anything, including the employees there? No, because that man, <laughs> that man can afford a $3,500 a month apartment. He can do whatever he wants. Just like these chicks can say whatever they want because they're, they're trophy wives. Look, I'm not trying to be a dick here. The guys are just as stupid um, socially as the chicks. I'm not even saying the chicks are, are, are stupid overall. They are. But they're just – I'm just talking in this sense socially. Like you hear them talk and it's just like, oh, fuck. I had to listen to them talk about comedy the other day at the bar and I almost had to get up and walk away. The whole conversation was about how it's good until it's taken too far. Oh. <laughs> you people are so fucking out of touch. It's unreal. This one guy, he was talking about, he goes, Yeah, I used to like Chris D'Elia, but then his personal life got a little shaky for me. And I said, that's enough for me. 
and I wanted to grab one of the bottles and hit him in the neck. It's like, dude, you're the worst. You're part of the fucking problem in this country where if anything gets said about anybody, it's done for them. The guy next to him goes, yeah, I used to like Louis C.K. until I found he was jerking off in front of kids. That never even happened, you fucking dipshit. And you're saying it to a bar full of people. Okay? Okay? One of them started talking about Anthony Jeselnik. He's like, you know, I like Anthony, but when he starts talking about uh, abortion, that's where I sort of draw the line. And I'm like, oh, okay, time to... Time to get up and walk to the back. I heard somebody mention Segura, and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. If one, because this lady's about to go, she's about to mention him making a, a, a Hispanic joke and using the word spick when she doesn't know that he's half Latino. It's insane. It's insane. The thing that these people, because no one is ever telling them you're a fucking idiot, okay? My whole life I've been broke. I've never been good at sports. I'm not very good looking. I'm not strong. I'm not good at anything. So people are constantly like, dude, shut the fuck up. And that's good. You need a little bit of that. When you have none of that, you don't stop saying anything stupid. Okay, I can't stop talking. You know what? You can't tell me it's not entertaining. You can't tell me it's not entertaining. These people can't stop talking because they've never been told that they're wrong. The bartender knows, oh, that's another fucking thing, dude. The bartender. I like her so much. I like her a lot. She's a very nice girl. Seems very smart. But having to watch her do these, I mean, it's like, it's like if a fat person from the Midwest was on Joe Rogan's show and Joe Rogan was on Xanax. It's the least interesting conversation you could ever imagine and she has to pretend that she's interested i was thinking about it this morning i'm like dude i should ask her if she actually is tortured by these things that these people are saying because she has to sit there and go that's a great point tom you know what i mean and um the whole thing is the whole thing is i don't know how you can sit there and sound that fucking stupid and realize that you're going to give this person a tip at the end and not realize they're saying what is ever, whatever is going to keep you going and keeping you drinking. Nobody is listening to this conversation that you're having about how cancel culture was brought on by the Democrats because they think it's interesting. They're doing it. Because they want you to give them $25 and stay at the bar for three hours. You dumb asshole. <laughs> oh my god. Maybe, maybe you know, I think a part of this is, is maybe me being a little bit jealous. It's like, dude, you make no money. I think a part of you wants to be that guy where you could just say anything at all times and always have to have people laugh at you and never have an awkward moment or never have somebody call you, you know, a dumbass for what you've said. But then I really start thinking about it. I'm like, no, I wouldn't want that. Because I know when people are talking to me, when I, when I can tell that they're interested, when they're laughing, they already know I'm a loser, dude. So I must be saying something interesting or funny or profound. Nobody is going... Nobody is trying to impress me or get or get a tip out of me. It's just not how it works. You know what I mean? Um, 
I, I work in, again, not going to give it away. You're not going to figure out where I work uh, <laughs> until I inevitably talk about the podcast during a shift. And I will because I'm, a, I'm sick. Um, the other day, I was, I was at this place called Hillstone. This is after my shift. Okay, it's a restaurant. Uh, near where I work, and it, that's not giving anything away. There's tons of apartment complexes down there, so I, I walk to this place all the time. Um, I, I went down there after my shift, and I'm still dressed in all of my work clothes, right? I get in there. I go, um, like, just a table for one, please, just looking to get some sushi and a drink. The waitress goes, uh, well, we don't have anything in the dining area open right now. What if you go sit at the bar? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's fine. I was just going to get a drink anyway. So I get there. I'm a uh, bartender, super cute. She's like, "What? What can I get you? What?" And you know, well, I don't. I don't want to be a dickhead, but they're also hot and they're also stupid. Okay, this is what I'm saying right here. All right, I get there. I'm sitting. I'm in all of my work clothes. Literally forgot to take my name tag off. She points to it. She goes, "Hey, Joey, how's it going?" I was like, "Oh, <laughs> nice. I forgot this is still on here. Just leave it on, you know." Uh, she's like, what can I get you? I'm like, I will have a Stella and a rainbow roll, please. She's like, oh, sure, sure. Uh, do you work around here? I was like, yeah. I point to the, the place I work at, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, I work, I work right over there at the blah, blah, blah. She goes, oh, Tom over here just moved into the blah, blah, blah. Tom, Joey works right over there. She looks – Tom looks directly at me. I've got a beer and my work clothes on. I'm like, has this woman ever been in a social situation in her entire life? She's like, oh, you work there and you're having a beer? This is Billy. Billy lives there. I'm sure you'll see him all the time. Did you do any crack before you got in, by the way? Hey, let me light up this joint and hand it to you in front of Billy here who makes a uh, million dollars a year, so there's for sure no way that he's not going to have this conversation with your manager. That's what she sounded like, and she was so hot, and it's just, you can't make the argument that this bitch wasn't dumb after that. She's like, like, that would be like, that would be like if you were about to, if you told a, you were at a bar, right? And the bartender's like, where, uh, where are you headed after this? What, do, what plans do you guys have to have for today? And you're like, uh, we're going to go look at some cars. We're thinking about buying a car from, uh, from, that, from that Phoenix Toyota over there. And then the bartender points to the guy across the bar having a drink and goes, Oh, John works at Toyota. And you're just like, hey, John. I, I, guess, I, I, I guess we're going to Honda now. Because John's having a beer at noon. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, hey. And I start going into the whole thing just trying to save face and, like, not trying to slur my words. And it was not good. I, I finished my sushi roll, got up and left. I You know, I just, goddamn. I, it was almost like she saw straight through and was like, you're a poor person. Get the fuck out of here. Don't come back. <laughs> like, there would be no other reason to point to the person that's going to the service and say, yo, did you meet the dude that works at the service that's drinking right now? There's no reason to do that. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my goodness.
uh, this place I work at is just, it's all hot 30-year-old women that love rich guys. And they all, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, they all go to the bar and they get drunk. And you just get to see the trade-off. That's what I call it. It's, it's the trade-off. Um, these ladies, unfortunately, just, this is just the place I work at. I don't, you know, I don't know. There's tons of hot girls here. I'm, I'm sure that a lot of them are successful. But the place I work at, you know, they're all sort of stay-at-home uh, girlfriends, fiancés, wives, and their husbands make a ton of money to do nothing. Let's just call it what it is, okay? Let's just call it what the fuck it is. Yeah, this is coming from a service worker who makes no money. Those people do fucking nothing, okay? They go, it's all about going into a business meeting, presenting your shit, and being chummy with the other bros there, and then going out and, and, and having a drink with them. That's all their fucking job is, and they get... They get hundreds of thousands of dollars for it, okay? The people that are actually working, that actually have a job, are the people that those guys treat like shit. You know, the people, the Uber drivers that they just decide to not even cancel, they're just going to leave them at the front and let them figure it out because they want an extra drink and $47 to them is 47 cents to us. You know what I mean? Um, so all the girls, the girls are goddamn beautiful, Okay. All of these guys look like fat versions of Harold and Kumar. They just make a lot of money. And these girls are like, well, I like a lot of money. So I'm going to put up with it. But then when they get drunk and they start disrespecting me in front of my friends, I'm kind of just going to have to look at my drink. You know what I mean? So a lot of it, a lot of it is watching that. It's um, My goal is to be like... Like, I try to act like Jim from The Office. I've always tried to do that because it's sort of like you're eventually going to get a girl that's fed up with her cocky or obnoxious uh, boyfriend and be like, I, I want to – I'm going to go to talking him now. And I will absolutely get fired to bang an eight, okay? There's no girl that lives there. Okay, maybe like 10% of the girls that live there are not an eight, this is the planet of the eights. It's, it's the rise of the planet of the eights, goddammit, okay? It, it literally, all of the women that live here uh, had moms that were just not hot enough to make it in Los Angeles or New York. You go to Los Angeles and New York and you're like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, what the fuck? Am I, am I, did I take acid? Because it looks like I'm on the explore page of Instagram in real life right now. Like, there's just everywhere, every corner you turn, you're going to see a woman that you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? Even if you're a woman. The women in New York and L.A. are so hot that if you're a woman, you have a chance of, of becoming a lesbian every single time you go around a street cor uh, corner. It's ridiculous. Um, the girls in Arizona are goddamn gorgeous, but they're, they're all eights, Okay. Nine or a ten, you go to L.A. And eight, you come to the southwest. Or if you're broken, you go to, you go to parts of the north, northeast and you become a waitress and uh, develop an addiction to Adderall and wine. Um, but the girls here, you know, they're, they're, all, they're all the type of women that their mom was, was just uh, not smart enough to get a job. <laughs> 
<laughs> I say I say that as I'm complaining about having a nine hundred dollar studio in shithole Phoenix in the sh- in one of the shittier parts of Phoenix. Uh, take everything I say with a grain of salt, okay? Um, and they and so in turn, they all want to live that lifestyle, that rich, that rich, that rich girl lifestyle, and they have to deal with the worst guys in the history in the history just just to get that money and in a way i respect that in a way i don't but in a big way i do get that money girlfriend um wow you know one thing one thing we've talked about on this podcast before i got i got extremely lucky uh these past couple of weeks i got paid the fuck out from unemployment um I don't know why people are so uncomfortable with talking about money. I'm really not. It just is what it is. I got a few thousand from unemployment from literally from 2020. Um, after a whole year of them literally just losing my shit in the system, um, they gave me... I have one social security number because I'm only one person. They gave me three different determinations throughout the whole thing. All three of them were a different determination. I finally got paid out. That's how I was able to, you know, afford those Ubers, afford getting this place, all that type of stuff. Um, I was very excited. It's just, it's just amazing to me. Um, <laughs> the difference between having a couple thousand dollars and having a couple hundred dollars. Like you, I literally, I feel, I feel like the fucking man for real. Like. Not having to worry about whether a $30 purchase is going to fuck you over for the next month or not is, it's enjoyable to say the least, okay? It, it really is kind of nice. Um, it was so funny. The other day, I told my dad, I was like, uh, you know, I, I got the mattress finally. I got, I got everything coming in. Shit, man, I've, I spent a lot of money today. I even, I even went and spent $60 at lunch. We'll talk about that in a second. He goes, you cannot spend $60 at lunch. You're not, you, you, don't, you don't have the money. You need to keep saving. And I go, not really, man. I'm rich. And my dad goes, you're not rich. As if I was being serious in any sense of the word serious. Okay, me and my dad are on the same Wells Fargo account. So that I, because I'm not, I don't know how to handle money. So when I have a large amount of, you know, I get a big chunk of money, I send it to his account. We just keep it written out. That way, you know, whenever I need it back, I could just get it back from him, not have to worry about transfer fees or overdrafting, all that shit. He knows how much money I have. And he goes, you're not rich. Dude, I'm kidding. Okay. I, nobody thinks I'm going to. I'm never going to worry about money again because I have $3,000, you know, like nobody, you're Vinny, you're the only one that would ever respond that to a joke about me going, no, dude, I actually, I am rich, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, it is funny, right? Because, because I... That, that's what I was talking about before is is that the, the place I went, the Hillstone, where I spent $60 on lunch, absolutely horrible. Um, earlier 
in the day, I had been talking to my manager, and it was just a moment of silence. I was just trying to make small talk. I was like, yeah, so, you know, you've been out here for a couple months now. What, where do you like to go to eat? Have you found any good spots in Phoenix? And she goes, yeah, I like so-and-so. So-and-so is really good. But you know what you have to try is the Hillstone. It's actually right there. And she points to me. She points to it, and I'm like, oh, dude, you know, maybe I'll check it out sometime. She's like, you definitely should. They have some really good stuff. So the next day, I'm like, I get there a few hours early, you know, just to kill some time, walk around, try and go learn the area a little bit better, try and find some new spots to eat. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is right there. I'll check it out. I get in there. It's one of the fanciest, one of the fanciest restaurants I've ever been to. Like the whole place, they don't really have a lot of lighting. The less lighting a place has, the more, the fancier it is. That's a rule of life. I didn't, I didn't make that up. It just literally just follow that rule. Um, the darker the bathroom is, the more of a rape vibe to the to the bathroom, the more expensive your sushi is going to be. So I get in there, uh, cheeriest waitress ever, because they know they're about to fist you on the price and that you have no idea. I get in there, I order a rainbow roll uh, and a glass of wine. Okay, I got the cheapest rainbow roll, the cheapest glass of wine, just because... I see, I'm like, holy shit, this stuff is expensive, man. What what the hell, you know? I And she comes, she gives me the glass of wine, gives me the sushi. It's absolutely delicious. I'm like, you know what? Maybe that was worth the, I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be my meal was going to be $31 total. I was like, you know what? That actually was worth $31. That was fucking delicious. This place is pretty cool. I get the bill, 60 bucks, dude. 60 bucks and of course of course they didn't give me the glass of wine and the type of sushi that i asked for because they go look at this dumbass he's wearing a suit that's too big for him that he clearly got for his dad and he he's never been here before why would we ever not fuck him over okay they gave me a glass of wine that was 20 more dollars and they rang me up for a different sushi roll. Now, the entire restaurant is crowded. And I'm going, I'm going to be down here constantly. I can't get into an argument with the waiter about the bill in front of all these people. I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. I'm going to accept that I got fucked here and I'm going to pay the $60, all right? I pay my 60 bucks like a man. I go and I leave. And I'm going, you know, what the fuck? Why would my why would my manager who knows I make seventeen dollars an hour? <laughs> literally, I'm pretty sure that's what I'm pretty sure that's less than our maintenance team makes. They're like, she's like, yeah, go to go to Hillstone, go to Hillstone, it'll be fine. Sixty dollar meal. I get back, I'm not even thinking about. It. She's like, oh, where'd you go to lunch? And I just I just blurted it out. It just came out of my mouth. I was like, oh, I went to the Hillstone. My manager turns to the whole lobby where the the the, the, the leasing team, the the housekeeping team, the uh, the maintenance team, the property managers are all in the lobby. And my manager turns to them and she goes, "Oh my gosh, Joey went to Hillstone for lunch. How fancy!" And all of these people who know that they make a significant more amount of money than me. Just start going, oh, 
turned beet red. I'm sitting there going, oh no, oh, why would you, why did I tell her that? Why did she tell me to go there? Why is she telling all these people this? Just absolutely, so, so embarrassing, dude. I, oh, oh my goodness, you know, I, I don't even know. Um, I'm trying to never... I'm trying, dude. I didn't graduate from college. It's going to be really fucking hard. But I'm trying to get to a point in my life where I don't have to worry about the fucking cost of lunch. Okay? I don't have any interest in kids. So for me, that's still possible. I don't have any interest in having kids. So for me, you know, just being a single dude, if I can make some money... If I can just make double what I'm making right now, which is not hard to do, that's about 70k a year, I'm gonna be fine. Um, God damn it, I just want it so bad, and I have I have no path to getting there. There's there is a path. It's it's the path of faking it till you make it. I'm walking around, uh, you know, I'm walking around one of the richer parts of Phoenix where I work in my dad's clothes that he gave me. Because he works from home now, and he's like, dude, you can't wear a fucking Amazon Essentials t-shirt to your goddamn job. And I'm just hoping that eventually someone will be dumb enough to to think that I'm an actual business person. I've made this joke to a bunch of people already now, but I really do think it's funny because I've actually done this a couple times just to entertain myself, really. But the clothes that my dad – you know, my dad – used to be used to sell software my dad has money i certainly don't get any of it but he has money so he has ralph lauren suits and like uh what the fuck is the name of this like shirt right here i got one of the shirts and like and it's called like these stafford undershirts it's like real nice shit so i wear it and then i cut through different business buildings like you know the giant glass ones and i pretend to be on a phone yelling at somebody so I'll just be on my way to, to like Tokaya Organic Mexican Restaurant where, where it's like $13 for three tacos. So I'm freaking out about, oh, I already spent 47 on the Uber today. Maybe there's something that I can get cheaper. But I'm not letting anybody see that on my face. I'm walking through Merrill Lynch going, you know, the Merrill Lynch uh, lobby going, God damn it, I told Ted to have those fucking numbers ready. By Wednesday, today is Friday. All right, my clients, my clients do not deal with that sort of thing. And then I get out to the other side, and I just go back onto Snapchat, making making uh, some joke to to a girl that I want to bang that lives five states away. It's it's really um, a vicious cycle of trying to fake it till you make it. I mean, you've seen the shit. I I post on my Snapchat story where I try to make it look like anyone (laughs) listens to this podcast. I'm like, sorry that there's no episode this week. As if if more than nine people are going to go, oh, damn it. (laughs) Oh, my goodness, bro. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, Really just uh, trying to make it work out here. Trying to... Trying to... A, not get fired. B, not run out of money. That's my two goals right now. That's my two goals. Uh, Both have happened multiple times in the past. 
So I think we're all excited to see how, I, how I'm going to ruin this. But at the end of the day, I'm making some progress, okay? Just a couple of years ago, I was such a fucking bum. I, I couldn't even, like, I couldn't even, like, tell people the truth about what was really happening in my life. Now, uh, you know, I'm happy to talk about how fucking much I've been able to do for myself in the past couple of months and how and how I've been able to just uh, suck it up, save money, and go. And also, and also collect unemployment and have my mommy and daddy drive me from Mesa to Phoenix. But the point is you should be inspired by, by a guy that uh, has to do a podcast from an ottoman while the microphone stand is attached to his counter. God damn it! While the, uh, the $60 microphone is hooked up to a Chromebook that freezes just by trying to charge it and use it at the same time. God damn it! Um... You know, I hope that th- this is one of the awesome things is is I eventually will will say it to one of the hot coworkers. Uh, I will mention the podcast because it's an automatic it's an automatic. Oh my god, you have a podcast every single time. Every single time from a hot chick because they automatically think that you're like that you like you've talked to Rogan before. And I have uh, never even done a stand-up show before. So eventually, I will say it to one of the hot, one of the hot leasing agents, um, and then when I get fired, that's the dope part about having a DUI, is I could just tell people, yeah, dude, they found the DUI from four years ago, instead of having to admit that I got fired for um, having a uh, podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, gonna try, gonna try and uh, and keep plugging along here. I'm sorry for going 16 days without an episode. That's a real, it's a real bomb ass thing to do. Okay, but we got this one out and done. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank, thank you for everything. Thank you for all the support and all the people that congratulated me on getting here. Dude, there's enough room to get a sleeping bag on the ground in here. Okay, we can't share my twin size mattress unless you're. Uh, unless you're a chick that hates your dad, we can absolutely do that. Um, that's that's sort of my specialty, and there's a lot of those chicks out here, so I'm hoping I'm hoping that's gonna happen. But if you're a dude, if you're one of my bros, if you're one of my one of my chick bros, and you want to come visit here, we'll slap one of these sleeping bags down right on this brand new carpet, and uh, we'll go party in Phoenix. Hit me up. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, have a good fucking day, ma.